Hey, hey, happy February. I hope your 2023 is off to a good start. This month, we are talking about and focusing on, no surprise, relationships. So if you are a subscriber to the Zen Founder newsletter, then you are going to get some great information about co-founder relationships. And if you are a weekly listener to the podcast, you are going to get some great information about all kinds of relationships, romantic as well as business. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about the foundation for a healthy co-founder relationship. Whether or not you have a co-founder, my hope is that this conversation will be useful to you as you think about all of the relationships within your business. Relationship quality is one of the strongest predictors of our mental health. When our social support, that's what we psychologists call the term, when our social support is strong, when our relationships are well-connected, when there's a sense of ease, then our overall mental health, not surprising, is strong. When we're having a lot of conflict, there's a lot of emotional complexity, there's a lack of alignment. That is one of the things that is kind of the quickest determinant of an unraveling sense of well-being, especially within an entrepreneur. So I think it's pretty impossible to talk about entrepreneurial well-being and mental health without looking at the quality of our relationships. So here we go. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means, sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. So as a psychologist, I tend to be associated with, you know, the softer skills of running a business, emotional intelligence, communication, those schmushy emotional characteristics. One of the things that my team and I do is to help co-founders who are in a bad spot, who are struggling to communicate effectively, are struggling to come to alignment about a really important decision, or maybe are even struggling to figure out how to break up well. When those kinds of conflicts happen, of course, we lead with empathy. We lead with emotional intelligence. We do a lot of listening, right? Understanding each person's perspective in the conflict, giving them space and a safety to share kind of what's going on with them, what's inside, all of that. I believe that empathy, understanding, reflection, those are incredibly important parts of helping a relationship be healthy, strong, and connected. However, there is a place in all of that warm, emotional container that I get a little bit edgy. Edgy for myself and my own business and edgy with my clients. And that is a core belief that when people enter a business together, they are agreeing that their highest priority is the well-being of the business. So the needs and preferences, the emotionality of each of the individuals in that co-founder dyad, they are in some way subsumed or they become less important than what the overall well-being of the business is. What I want, need, and feel in this context is less important 
than what the business needs. So this is a little bit nuanced. It doesn't mean that we don't take care of ourselves. It doesn't mean that we don't have boundaries. It doesn't mean that we let the business sort of run us ragged. But when it comes to co-founders, the unifying goal, the thing that brings us together, the stickiness between this partnership is the fact that we are both united around the well-being of the business. And when that is not in place, usually that's the ballgame. It doesn't mean that we always have to have complete alignment or agreement about how that happens. Some members of a co-founder partnership maybe want to move really fast. Some want to move more slowly and build better, more um, sustainable systems. There's all kinds of different ways that our unique superpowers and our specific ways of seeing the world come into the defining of what the business needs, comes into the relationship. But the minute that the needs of the individual feel like they are over and above the well-being of the business, there's a problem. And there's a time to kind of deconstruct, dismantle, and reconstitute what that relationship looks like. Ego may be the fastest way to run a co-founder relationship into the ground. Someone has a need for significance, for recognition, for acknowledgement, for, you know, maybe being a little bit precious. And that individual need takes energy from the other co-founder or takes energy from the functioning of the business, from like the business's mission. When ego is driving, it's the individual or individuals that need feeding, right? They need their ego needs to be met. Sometimes at the cost of the other co-founder and of course, sometimes at the cost of the business. So in my consulting work, I kind of know there's trouble in a co-founder relationship when I hear a lot, a lot of conversation about my co-founder isn't appreciating and respecting me. My co-founder isn't giving me space to work in the way that I want. My co-founder is hogging the spotlight. I think the reason that that sort of smells of trouble for me is that it suggests that someone is waiting for and needs the sort of egoic soothing of their co-founder to feel like they're doing the best work. And the reality is that each of us as grown-up professionals, owners of a business, are responsible for our own well-being. Like we are responsible for making sure that we are performing at our best, that we are creating for ourselves the kind of opportunities that are going to help us to come alive, that are the best use of our superpowers and our interests and our desires for growth. We don't want to put our co-founder into the sort of gatekeeper role. It's not so different than in a romantic marriage or a romantic relationship where the best kind of relationships are between two people who are fully themselves, who are actualized, who are living their best life, who are responsible for themselves, but they lend their strengths to each other to help amplify what they could do on their own. So when there's a lot of kind of like complicated emotional entanglement between co-founders, I kind of want to send them to their separate existential corners and just be like, okay, you hang out over there. You work on your own self. You get where you want to be as a leader, as a professional. And then you bring that best energy back into the company because ultimately each individual is offering their best ideas, their best energy, their best insight, their best problem solving, their best technical skill, whatever their superpower is, 
that gets offered to the company as a whole. It is not an obligation for one person to give another person. It is not something that we wait for someone to draw out of us. It is something that we offer in support of growing a healthy company. So I can appreciate that this is a little bit of an emotionally nuanced message. But essentially what I'm listening for is sort of like a mucky codependence between co-founders that loses sight of the bigger picture of what is at stake and what people are trying to accomplish and gets into a relational or emotional entanglement that takes energy from both people and from the company, but doesn't actually move anything forward. It is absolutely worth the time and effort to do your individual work and then do some co-founder work. Learn each other's personality types. Learn each other's communication styles. You're going to have to adjust and dance and reconfigure maybe your own personal instincts to be effective in a tightly knit relationship. But that process happens in service of the business, not in service of you feeling understood or appreciated. So this is a short one today. This is a little bit of like an appetizer for some of the content that we're releasing throughout the rest of February. If you aren't already signed up for the newsletter, you're going to want to because that's kind of the focus of what we are doing this month. And you can do that at zenfounder.com. And then, yeah, stay tuned for more kind of like nuanced conversation about relationships over the course of the month of February. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.